We head out of here in the morning on the 1st of May. And uh, I did hear from a friend of mine on the road who said that there are sort of the larger bathrooms are open or the larger, you know, the truck stops, not the McDonald's and things like that. So we will be able to uh, continue the journey as normal. And uh, Project Veritas released a an exposure video uh, about New York and COVID-19 and the uh, padding the statistics and people getting upset about it. So I'm going to put a link to that below. And I included the link on the previous COVID exposure videos as well for others who happen to come along. I was doing a recording um, and I stopped because I it just hit me. I didn't know the answer as I'm talking. Uh, and it was about giving a very quick summary of the electron jump. When an electron absorbs light, it jumps orbit. It moves, uh, it takes a jump away from the nucleus of the atom. And so I was talking about that. I was talking about our toroidal field, how it's similar to the electron, how we take in source energy or light or love, we absorb it. And then we release our own frequency of it. We change it based on who we are, what we believe, our free choice of um, our perception of reality and our interpretation of it. So the electron is similar. It absorbs uh, photons and it gets excited. It makes a jump away from the center of the atom. And, uh, and then, it, you know, it gradually loses its excitement and then jumps back down into a, a smaller orbit. <clears throat> so... I was, uh, as I was going along with the summary, I realized I was talking about a mirror and, uh, and I realized, well, what's going on there? I mean, what, what happens when a photon hits a mirror? I mean, is the mirror creating its own, uh, is it absorbing the photon and then re-emitting its own version of it? And to some extent, yes. <coughs> Sorry, I, uh, my voice makes me cough, the vibration of my voice. So... I'm going to, uh, I'm just going to read something here. Let's turn the brightness up on my tablet. I'm just going to read something about it. Um, I went through and I read a bunch of different comments or uh, insights about it. And uh, this one's interesting. So the question that was posed is, um, how do photons bounce off a mirror? And... The answer is neither are they absorbed and re-emitted by atoms in the surface of the mirror. <coughs> Excuse me. At least not in any way that you would recognize. So neither are they absorbed, I would say maybe and or re-emitted by atoms in the mirror. So it's a little more complicated. So there's two ways. I'm going to read one. The other one is getting all over the place. But the two ways they are accepted in describing what happens. The first way does not directly describe photons, it describes, or sorry, it is based on Maxwell's equation. It states that the electrons in the surface of the mirror oscillate in response to the incoming light. They may be free electrons in a metal, or they may be electron, electrons bound to atoms. In the second case, they only oscillate slightly, and they can be considered forced oscillations. In any case, together, the electrons partially or totally cancel the incoming electromagnetic field and create their own electromagnetic field headed in the reflected direction. 
If it is a transparent material, some of the original wave will pass through the material, but with a time delay determined by the density of the oscillators and the phase lag introduced by the forced oscillations or oscillators. Sorry. The lag is determined by the frequency relative to the natural frequency of the oscillations or oscillators. My glasses are shitty here and the text can't expand it. Uh, let me emphasize here that these electrons do not absorb photons and go into higher orbital shells. And that's where what I was talking about before, the electron jump, jumping into a higher orbit or a, a bigger orbit. Uh, they merely respond to the electromagnetic forces by being pushed and pulled by the electromagnetic field. And at the very end, anyway, it says, at any rate, the photons that are reflected are not the same photons that arrived. At the very least, some momentum is transferred to the mirror. That necessarily means that the reflected photons have slightly lower or higher energy. In many cases, the mirror is constrained so that it is fixed in the frame of reference. When that happens, the change in energy of the photons in the frame of reference is negligible, as is the transfer of momentum into the mirror. So all in all, it equals out, but there's more than one thing going on. Some are absorbed, some are, and, and new energy is released, some seams are reflected. There's a lot of cancellations. I don't know if you were to follow the path of a photon into the mirror and back out again, apparently it would do some crazy things, and that we wouldn't be able to observe it, because if we observed it, it would change it. So it's it's interesting in the quantum world. <clears throat> but I, uh, it threw me off because I'm wondering, well, what happens? Because the point is, is that electrons, um, or let's say the toroidal field, or however you want to look at it, we absorb light from source. We change it by the frequency that we have freely chosen to cultivate or create within, based on what we hold to be true within, and we release our own, and we release it through the through everything, our presence, our toroidal field, our compassion, our words, our presence, our state of being, essentially. <clears throat> and we impact everything. It was somebody had written a comment saying that they don't meditate. Um, I don't meditate. I, I'll close my eyes and I'll try to do it for like a little while just because I really want to do it. But uh, And for different reasons. Mostly I, it's just kind of, I get a little bit bored with it. Um, sometimes I'm in the mood to do it. But we're not all meant to be meditators. Um, some are meant to be, There's we, we're all meant to be what we're here to be, um, what our inner truth is. Being in the now is a meditation. Being an artist doing something creative is meditation. Meditation is connection to spirit. It's a flow of energy as we sort of slow down the distractions and, and reduce the fears and come into a sort of a, a state of uh, stillness, or you could call that stillness of oneness. Um, but some of us are here to, you know, to do things. Some are here to be compassionate. Some are here to teach. Some are here to heal <clears throat> Some, like me, are here to put pieces of a puzzle together uh, and to be a system buster, to take on challenges of the system that seem ridiculous. Um, we're all meant to do different things, and we work together. We're still part of a, a unified collective. We're still here on planet Earth sharing a co-creation in a field of consciousness, and so we share t through uh, frequency. You can look at it as telepathy. The hundredth monkey effect. We share things together. Um, we're all connected in a, I suppose you could look at it at a higher frequency, a higher level. So it's our 
it's our co-creation. And so we don't all have to be one thing or another thing. It wouldn't work. What if everybody just meditated? Or what if everybody was just a healer kind of thing? It just, it doesn't work. We have to have, uh, we have to have it this way. So that's, it's good. Don't worry about it. If you can or can't meditate or you can or can't do whatever, um, or be whatever, just be yourself. And that was the whole point. That's the key. If you come in line with yourself, you're coming into harmony with yourself, which means you're coming into unity consciousness in a sense, uh, with everybody else. If everybody was their self, it would just fit together. It would be that sort of, uh, to think about it, it's hard to, to see it maybe from a, a linear perspective. Well, if we're all different, how are we going to get along? But it just is, it just does. Uh, because we all, as we come into inner truth, uh, that's love. The closer we get to love, the closer we get to unity. Consciousness, and the further away from fear that we get. <clears throat> so um, that was the electron jump. There was a few things. So one, we... Uh, we are the light and we are a portal or a, f a frequency changer and as we as we exist here we change that light and it becomes part of a co-creation uh, when we do this experience mandela effects or reality shifts these are energetic um, buildup of energy within us and within our uh, our uh, field of consciousness and that field of consciousness has a rotation a speed angular momentum it has its own frequency and as that frequency changes, it is in a different location in space-time. It's also in a different location in the field of consciousness. And it's always, in, it's always essentially changing its perspective all the time at a rate that I would call Planck rate, essentially moving through reality at Planck rate. Uh, so when we make those sort of bigger jumps, like from the outside of the Milky Way to the middle of the Milky Way, like an electron would jump, it's because we've built up enough energy that we've shifted and we've moved into a different location in the field of consciousness or in space-time. Where most of these shifts seem linear, um, because it's a, <clears throat> a gradual shift of perspective, everything being in motion or flux, frequency is always in motion or flux, then, um, then we don't notice the changes. But we do when we make a big jump. Uh, and that happens... Um, yeah, I've talked about it before, but essentially it happens in these expansions and contractions of energy. We have a weakening electromagnetic field uh, around the planet, which is changing uh, the way that our consciousness perceives reality. It's uh, directly impacting. I mean, in electromagnetic fields, the toroidal field of Earth, of uh, the sun, um, the <coughs> excuse me, of the galaxy, um, of us, of the human being. And... Um, whatever field pattern it has is going to be ex its experience and of reality and its its participation in the co-creation of it so that's interesting um i think uh it's just really cool following the exposure of i just love following the exposure to some extent of the virus because it blows my mind a few things blow my mind just how coordinated the shutdown really was under the and the second one is uh, based on how corrupt it really is, which tells us that there isn't a whole lot of resistance against pushing the lie, which tells me all top-level uh, industries are completely corrupt um, because it, it's just too too well laid out, too well coordinated with little resistance from the mainstream media or the World Health Organization or even within the, those people who lead the medical community. I mean, medicine is going to blow up. It's, there's no question about it. People will stop trusting 
for those who still trust, the system. They might trust their doctor, they might trust healthcare professionals, whatever, but not all of them, not anymore. You know, do no harm means do no harm. Uh, it, in my mind, it means uh, it's that level of compassion and wisdom, what is best for all. And this is hurting everybody in a sense, but it's also the solution to a very big problem that Yuri Bezmenov, um, the ex-KBG, or ex-KGB defector to Canada back in the 80s, who said straight out, you will be able to show people the truth and they won't be able to see it. They can't discern it anymore. You could walk them right into a gulag and shut the door and they still wouldn't get it. You cannot, you cannot speak truth once uh, people are brainwashed over a slow process of, of uh, ideological subversion and demoralization over a period of a generation. And we're two generations into this, um, or more even, I don't know, but there wasn't much time in the early 80s and he was right, because if people didn't start to wake up, if we didn't go through the harmonic convergence in 1987 where there was a global meditation which changed the course of humanity, we would be in a solid, total lockdown uh, global communism at this point, which has nothing to do with unity. It has to do with absolute imprisonment and control of a population. So it blew my mind to see how well this played out, that even, you know Canadian medical leaders all sort of pushing the lie, the people in the office, the totally dumbfounded, the ones that I spoke to, some of them, uh, and it just it just fell back to, well, you know, the who says it's a pandemic, as though that if they said it, it must be, that even if it doesn't qualify, that nobody's really dying from it, or nobody's even getting it, uh, it doesn't matter. The fact that the who said it's true it makes it true. The fact that authority says it's true, and these are the same people that will line up in front of the next Hitler and salute as they kill people. I mean, it's that kind of gross to me because they are told the truth. It psychology proves this. It shows this that once you have that kind of control, once you throw fear out there, you program people by fear. You know what I mean? It's amazing what people will do just in case, just in case the fear might be true. Um, and it's survival mentality. It's a lack of compassion. It's a lack of wisdom. It's a lack of conscious awareness. It's a lack of inner truth, or it's a heavy level of ignorance. It's just straight up survival mentality and instinct. And it might come across as love as a parent protects their child uh, instinctively, but it definitely doesn't come to a level of unity or what's best for everybody. So that sort of protecting, that protection uh, focus it just, it tends to, it always tends to, that's my perspective anyway, um, ignore the long-term factors that would tear, you know, hurt you, that would tear society apart or, you know, become the ultimate destruction. You're ignoring the bigger picture because you're focused on, you know, the next scary thing. I don't know. I'm not saying this the way I want to say it. It kind of guess I need to move on here. So you get the idea. I think you understand all this stuff. Everybody out there kind of gets it. And we're just sort of waiting for um, truth to continue to unveil to the extent that people finally just blow up and they start uh, walking on their governments uh, and not looking back. And, and the problem with this is you have to have a level of awareness or awakeness in the systems, in the police system, in all systems, so that you're not fighting each other so that the truth is more important or at least more realized than the lie. So you have to have this sort of shift in awareness. So we're going to have these catalysts roll out and we're going to see them and it's going to be pretty spectacular and it'll be this year. It'll be the summer, I suspect. I think by June 21st. 
which is what? So that's 2020 and 2016, June 21st is when I saw my first 5D world. Uh, so you got 20, just 2017, 18, 19, 20. Four years later. <coughs> four years later. And uh, is it four years? Yeah, I thought it was longer. Anyway, four years later and we will have, um, we'll have the shift. 2016 is just when I woke up. It's not like some sort of starting point. This goes back to 87. Then we had 2001 for 911. We had other big changes before that. And then we had changes after that. We had 2012, uh, the Mayan calendar thing. And then we had 2013, which was a sort of big shift of um, from one reality to another. So it was kind of like a limbo state. And then it sort of began in 2014. Uh, for me, it, it, I felt it in 2014. Um, I felt it in 2013, actually. And then in 2014 and 15, it felt surreal. Life felt surreal. It felt very disconnected. It was breaking apart. By the beginning of 2015, uh, I was in Mexico. I, I finally, had, you know, we, everything was falling apart. We, I just needed a break. I'd been working so long to be able to get to a point where it would just be cool to take a vacation. And we said, fuck it. And we just went down to Mexico with no plans. And we stayed there for a month and saw the triple moons, uh, and then after that, once we got back, we saw the blood moons and it's just different things started to show up. The Banshee um, experience that Adina had, the just incredible reality shifts that I was experiencing and the breaking away from family and friends and just everything blowing up, uh, you know, work and career. So um, it's been a long road and I'm not looking back and I'm feeling very free. I don't want anything to do with my past in any way, shape or form. I will never look back. Uh, the amount of stuff that went on and the way that it ended tells me that it's my job in the co-creation of pushing me out of my old life on that level. It is my job to hold or toe the line and continue to move forward without attachment to the past for the sake of everybody. Because this was a co-creation, a planned um, sort of push or nudge out of the old paradigm to get into the new paradigm, to break karma, to break free and to set that sort of uh, stage and be that example of breaking free for everybody else that knows me and uh, for those relationships that fell apart. Understanding that there are walk-ins and walk-outs and that, you know, it doesn't mean that something uh, won't change or, you know, the past won't show up in one way or another, but it'll be just a different sort of level of consciousness and interaction and relationship. So I'm just, I'm not holding on to anything in the past. I'm not looking back. I'm moving forward, but I don't see anything ahead. I see basically... Uh, I feel a desire to connect with others who are awake you know, in a more personal way now. I was very, very at arm's length. I just, just needed my space to sort of explain what I was experiencing and going through and doing it in a very sort of uh, low-key way, just recordings um, rather than these hardcore videos, just just documenting the, you know, what was happening and then moving forward and then being part of a community in such a way where we actually have a place, a home, pets, Julia can have a pet. I mean, she was upset losing her pet caterpillar today because we have to go tomorrow. And that's just bullshit, you know what I mean? We we do still need lives. We still we, we do still need communities and friends and uh, support networks. When you're out there all alone, and lightworkers are, it can become sort of heavy. But that was the job we took. And we are, there was something that came to me before, but we are not. We came here uh, vibrationally. We are from, we are star seeds. And I wish I could remember what it was, and I didn't do a recording but it was something that popped up that made me understand for absolutely for sure that we are uh, from 
from what you would call or what people call star seeds. We came here to do a specific job. That's what it was. It's coming to me now. So we're on a planet with a lot of people in survival mentality. They're not awake. They're evolving forward. They need catalysts. They need people to show the light, to show the way. People who live by example, people who live by their inner truth, people who stand up against corruption no matter what that aren't trying to protect their careers, aren't trying to protect themselves, aren't trying to live a safe life simply because that's the smart thing to do because to change the system would take way more than one person, way more than one lifetime. We came here to show that it can be done, to do it, and um, to set that example in this evolutionary shift of humanity from one paradigm into another, and we've done it, we've done it over many lifetimes, we're continuing to do it and we're crossing now that bridge into the other paradigm and some portion of humanity will go in that direction. Some portion will continue on uh, to learn the way they learned. They just could not wake up, as Yuri Bezmenov was saying so interestingly. They just cannot see a higher truth. They can't see beyond, he didn't say this way, but I'm saying this way. They cannot see beyond their perception of reality, which means their core beliefs are not evolved enough to... Um, they haven't had enough experience or evolved enough to expand into, into compassion and empathy for others. They are still in the me survival mentality and uh, survival of the fittest. It's just their perception hasn't expanded. And they will continue to on. Some, some will be apparently absorbed back into... Uh, these go back to the Todd recordings that I was listening to. Some will just be absorbed back into source. Who went too dark? That would be the ones that are in, you know, probably in total control, and uh, pushing for the sort of low-frequency agenda. And uh, and yeah, those who carry on will carry on, and they will diverge in their good time. And we all move forward. We're all spirit. It's the human being that has not recognized the symbiotic relationship with spirit within. They're still externalizing everything, and we're setting the example for showing that the reality is coming with from within and that the external reality is just a reflection of that that we are the student and the teacher what we choose to embody within will be the reality we experience outside until we choose to let it go we're not there to change it to fight it to beat it to death or to punish it or to get revenge with it for treating us like shit we're there to recognize that we chose the experience by what we hold inside and it's funny i am recognizing and i can't remember where i heard it but i am recognizing that uh, those who point the finger, um, and I've done it, and I continue to do it here and there, but those who point the finger, um, point the finger because they embody that same issue. In other words, you know, it takes one to know one or something like that. So we're looking at moving out of that mentality to raise our vibration, which is essentially coming into the neutrality, letting go. Because here's the key. If you want to step into... The high, you know, it, it's funny. It, Julia came up with an amazing sketch last night, an amazing download of information. It was absolutely mind blowing. I don't know if I'm allowed to share it or not. If I am, I'll put something together. If not, I can't. But I can say this: she confirmed as well that if there is a place that we can go, or a paradigm, or level, or shift, or dimension that we can all move into, and we're all heading that way. But you cannot take fear with you. You cannot take. The darkness, you cannot take fear, you cannot take anything like that with you. You will forget the lifetime and you will repeat the lifetime again and again and again until you choose to drop and live life out of fear. And, I mean, it's pretty powerful. The stuff she was saying was beyond me. It had to do, she drew out intuitively 
no idea, a tree. They called it the golden tree of life. She drew out the chakra in the exact, and she doesn't look and study at any of this stuff, in the exact correct pattern from red to violet, all the way across seven of them, across the tree with a golden tree and also a portal and a key to the portal. It was just absolutely amazing. And, um, and I'm hoping... Let me see if there's more I can uh, run through. Just give me a second here. So I want to see if I can remember. Um, do you want to? Okay, so I just I stopped the video and to ask your permission to be able to talk more about it, and then I started it up, and then I said, "Hey, do you want to do this with me? Do you? I'll I'll put her picture up for this recording, and I want her to go through it and tell you what it was that she got. So here we go. We'll do it together. So, this, there's a golden heart with a golden lock, well, like a black lock, and you take this key, a key, you and you get to put it in like the tree or the golden heart, and there's different dimensions. One is where you could be anything you absolutely want, like an animal or a human or a mythical creature that you find or not discovered or something you want to be and you get to create that character you could be a blue dog a pink cat a pink dog a blue cat anything you want in color and um if you're cold-hearted you eat one of the golden berries which changes something inside of you and there's golden apples on the bottom which if you're like hurt then you eat those and then your hurts heal and then in the golden heart, you go in there, and then there's mythical creatures, and food pops out of nowhere. It's just a everything you can ever imagine in there. And the rainbow berries is for, like, if you want to tame a myth mythical creature, you could eat those. or if And there will be magical berries inside of of those dimensions in case you want to leave that dimension and go into the other dimension and but first uh, and also you can be, do any work you want and have unlimited money and stuff you could do your dream job or not work at all you could also uh, also in natural life you'll have to um, do every single job you want to do uh, and learn about everything first before you could go into the next lifetime and go into here. And then there's like a portal behind them where you could go into both dimensions. And to find this dimension, you have to go into this magical forest and you'll start to see a pathway with petals and it'll have rainbow and pink trees. And yeah. There will be a note saying healing apples. So um, when you were telling me last night, you were talking about it. Uh, you were talking about um, if you embodied fear. Mm -hmm, yeah, if you embodied fear and you go into the lock, then you'll have a... And you're in the... like. Also, you'll have like a family in the tree stuff. But if you unlock the tree and you have fear, then you'll go into an abusive family, which you don't want. So you eat one of the rainbow berries or the golden berries, and that will change you to not be afraid. 
So to me, I'm looking at the rainbow berries. Those are the uh, red, orange, yellow, green, light blue or turquoise, uh, uh, dark blue, and violet behind, which is the chakra points. So the berries, it has something to do, because I mean, she's looking at them as portals, and uh, it has to do with um, the light portals that are the chakras, I suppose. I don't, I'm not a chakra professional at all. I never really got into it, <coughs> other than being aware of it for energy healing. Um, but then there's the tree, which is also yellow, the yellow tree in the middle. Just maybe, I don't know if she's got anything to say about that. Uh, what do you mean, anything to say? Well, just that the, the light that you made across oh, from there to there. Yeah, like, I wanted to do those as, like, rainbow lights, but then I thought of berries mm -hmm. right when I started to talk. And there'll be, like, when you go into those dimensions and you're getting attacked, you won't be able to get hurt because you have a magical bubble. And, w and when you put the key into the lock, a big, big portal will show up. You walk into it, and then you'll end up in that dimension. So it's interesting that it's a golden heart because the golden heart, that's the energy, that sort of source energy. The golden heart is a frequency. And envision, envisioning yourself as golden light is a very high frequency coming from within the human or the, the uh, sort of the human and the shell that is the old paradigm, the energy of the old paradigm, dropping away that, bursting, uh, uh, bursting through it with the golden light. But also the protective bubble, when she mentioned that, I mean, that's a frequency. It's a troidal field, and I showed her the field last night as the protective bubble. If your frequency is high, disease is a low frequency, won't attach. If your frequency is high and you're dealing with bullies, or you're dealing with people that want to hurt you, or like she was talking about, creatures that want to hurt you or whatever, then if they can't hurt you unless you drop your frequency in fear of them. So if you drop your frequency in fear because of a problem, an issue, a person, a bully, a situation, the government, whatever it is, um, then you are freely giving your power over to somebody else by lowering your vibe, and now they can sort of have at you. Go ahead. The um, bubble that my dad showed me, um, that's actually the portal that that happens. Like, when you go into the portal, that's what happens. Like, you could see through you, everything's pitch black, and there'll be, like, rainbow and turquoise and the berries that I drew and stuff. So what I showed her was the uh, the image on the last video, I think it was. It was the uh, electron jump two, which is you can see an angular momentum on the toroidal field, the toroidal field itself, the chakra colors. That was just two images that I combined uh, online. I didn't draw them or anything. And uh, they just didn't have a human in a toroidal field with angular momentum and the rainbow look and just everything that's there. But when I showed it to her, she said, that's the bubble. So that is the, your protective bubble is your frequency and you want to hold your frequency as high as you can. And you do that by allowing spirit to come through, essentially that high vibe energy to come through without distorting it with fear and concerns and worries. In other words, have faith, stay in the now, stay in the eye of the storm and don't attach to the drama. And also, if a bad guy comes, like a criminal or anything like that, they can't touch the things because it has a bubble and it's shining. I wanted the, like, the yellow stuff around the key and the lock to be shiny, but I guess it's a shiny and a, and a bubble. Yeah, so the, the key is, anything I've ever heard metaphorically about a key is essentially the key to the door is your frequency stepping is matching the frequency of another reality 
and so your key to move from one dimension to another is your frequency and so that would be the bubble of troidal field so whatever it is that you carry in your troidal field with regard to uh, the positive and negative polarities that are in there um, which determine the speed of the troidal field and the speed and momentum let's say of the angular momentum and the speed uh, determines your frequency your space-time frequency location and the dimension that you are going to explore and we're crossing now we're sort of on you know at the threshold of a door we're straddling and we're we're bouncing back and forth between the fear side and the what you could call non-judgmental which means you're not attaching to the external drama and so that's that's where i feel we're at so the rainbow berries is like for the criminals and anything you want like you just eat one of the berries and um the criminal will turn into a nice guy and they'll be able to go into the dimension and you could also use those berries for taming mythical creatures and yeah. i'm not sure what the metaphor of that is other than the focus of <clears throat> embodying the frequency of a chakra color or something like that. I don't know. I'll just leave that one uh, the way it is because I just I just don't know. Um, and also this magical forest. Um, wait, when you walk in, it'll have like a bunch of gold and pink trees, and it'll have petals and a rainbow pathway to this place. What were you talking about? The tunnel. What tunnel? You were talking about a long tunnel. Oh yeah, like that's like when you're going into that dimension. Like when a portal shows up, you'll go swinging and throwing through a tunnel. It'll go like rainbow tunnel, like through red, then orange, then yellow, then green, then turquoise, then blue, then and then um, violet. It was very cool. Anyway, it was last night she drew it, and I thought, hey, do you want to do? I said I mentioned it quickly, but I know she doesn't like to do recording. And so she said no. <clears throat> but there you go. It came up today and we decided to do it. So I hope they have fun with that one. It's a cool little uh, channel. Oh, and the other thing too is I forgot to mention is we were playing last night um, with drawing. And so what I said to her, okay, this is what I want you to do. Rather than me guess what you're going to draw this time, I want you to clear your mind. Don't think of anything and just draw a line or a circle or whatever you want. And uh, she started to draw a circle and I said, the reason for that is I want you to let whatever pops in your mind flow through as you draw. So for those who want to channel draw, that's how you do it. You just pick up a pen, paper, or a phone, or whatever you want. Start drawing, and then start. you'll start to get a flow of uh, things pop up. Maybe Julia can explain it. And then you start to draw it. And this is what she drew as a channel sketch and got the story with it, like I was getting when I was doing my sketches. So I'll let her explain what she went through. Well, um, I also drew, like, this crystal-looking heart that was on this stone thingy. But right now we're focusing on the gold. And be What was and your process? When on you the started? other side is, like, all diamond and stuff of the heart. And everything is just diamond and stuff and blah, blah, blah. And also the tree bark is almost like the that's the part of the tree, but it also looks like it's hanging on to the heart. Yeah, that's cool. What was your, what, can you describe the process, what it was like to draw without knowing what you were going to draw? Um, it was pretty weird. Like, I had a, I, I didn't really know what I was doing with the heart. I was just drawing much. And, um, I, then I just, and then I put a lock into the heart. 
and then I put a key, and then I put an another lock into the thing, and it just came popping up and popping up, and just I just came flowing like a river. Oh, that's cool. I like that. Yeah, it was like me too. Just like it just it just keeps flowing, and then the sketch takes its own form and shape, uh, and you you just stay in the now and you draw it, and it could start out like it's something that you think maybe you couldn't even work with it, but my best sketches started that way where it looked like I couldn't even work with it. And then I was just nudged to continue sketching it. So I don't want to make this too much longer. It's already, uh, I can't see, I'm holding the tablet up to get the microphone. 36 minutes. So again, I'm just going to, are you good? Did you want to say anything else? Mm. No. Okay. So we're going to, like I said, hit the road tomorrow destination is going to be um, Alberta and uh, at the dam and we're probably going to be there all summer. Well, there's nowhere to go. We're going to be there all summer and if we're allowed back into BC, I guess we'll be we'll be looking for a spot to stay for the winter and if not, I have no idea. Well, maybe we'll just end up back in Mexico or something like that. We've got some air miles and we'll go down uh, and stay there for the winter and Actually, then come back. I have something to say. And when you're about, and every time like you start to work and do everything and you're still nervous to go, like nervous to do everything, then you have to start over everything you did. Uh, everything you learned and it will just be a waste of time. So you always have to try and stay in high vibe. So what are you saying? Um, so every time, like you, like you have to learn everything to go to this place. Well, which it'll tell you that you're going to this place. But if you're like scared to go to that place and and stuff, then you can't. Then you can't go to that place yet because you have to keep reliving and it's not trying to stay in fear. And and then when you do come to that place and go into the dimension, you can leave that dimension any time. And come back because um, when you go back to the natural world, you could go back and everything will just stay frozen while you're in the different dimensions. That was interesting. Yeah, that's when I, I asked her if she wanted to record. I forgot about that. Talking about, I looked up, there's, there, I can't remember the term in psychology, but it's a, there are mini seizures or mini blankouts or whatever, you know, the goat stare. So I was going to research it and do a recording on it, but I just decided not to. <laughs> but she's talking about the ability to be in one reality, let's say with family 3D, to leave that reality for any amount of time, because time is a frequency, uh, and come back right where you left off in the family. So, But she's also talking about this, I believe, the portal or this sort of shifting into 5D means you can't take fear with you. If you approach that that gateway or that sort of uh, that crossing, it's it's your time. It's in it's in it's your um, free choice to go or stay. If you fall into fear, you can't go, and you live lifetimes again and again and again until you're ready to drop the fear, because you cannot take fear into this dimension. Um, we take some level of uncertainty, obviously some human nature level of uncertainty, and so the fear that I, I understand that um, the fear that we would bring forward would be um, a lot less. It would have to be a level that is a lot less than what we embody in 3D. If anything, maybe it's just more of a, I don't know. Like I, I want to say we're all going to embody some level of fear over some things, but we're on the healing, we're on the right track now. We're moving forward and we're we're getting rid of it. And... 
so yeah, I, you know, what she's saying is you can't take fear in. And I guess what I'm saying is my understanding is you need to be on the right track, releasing the fear and healing and not being afraid of what people are afraid of in 3d, which is survival and competition and, um, yeah, survival and competition, that slave mentality. Is that right? Did you want to say anything to that? Mm, so, I don't know, but the portal behind both of them where you could be in both dimensions yeah. and have the same thing that you could and stuff. And um, you, the portal will be like first gold, then all the colors at the rainbow, then it will be a galactic universe, and then it will be a crystal color. And it'll have rainbow bushes all around it. And, um, yeah. So the two dimensions, they seem to be, uh, one seems to be able to, one seems to be about unlimited everything, and the other one seems to be about living different kinds of lives, lives, the way that you want to live them. Is that it? Well, um, when you go into the tree, you can basically be an animal, and if you don't want to be an animal anymore, you just eat one of the berries to go back and go back into the tree and pick a different okay. thing you want to be. And the tree is called the golden tree of life? Um, yeah, the golden tree of life. Okay, and then the other portal is anything. Mm -hmm. Is that right? Like the portal behind the... The heart. The portal, no, the heart is where, like, you could live in a family. Yeah. And actually, no, not a family. You could go into this world, and you can have anything. You could have a friendship, a friendship bracelet and a friend. If you want a friend, you can, it'll pop up. If you want a dog, it'll pop up. Like, boom. Yeah. Instantly. And the berries keep growing and growing and growing. It's never stopped growing. And... Imagine you're eating a berry and you have a disease, and then when you eat that berry, you're healing. <clears throat> it sounds like you're embodying or ingesting or taking in a certain light frequency uh, that is a chakra color. That's the only thing I can relate it to, but I don't want to put words in her mouth. I don't want to make this too much longer, so I'm going to um, stop it here. Hopefully you enjoy that one, and I'll uh, keep you posted as we move forward. We catch the ferry here tomorrow sometime. We land in Vancouver tomorrow sometime. And then I'm not sure what happens at that point. Um, we've got some supplies to pick up, and then we just sort of go hide. It's not really hiding. There's just nowhere to go uh, out in the middle of Alberta. And then, oh, yeah, and then the Mexico thing would just be, I don't, I don't know. I don't really want to go anywhere, but if we have to, just for the sake of being warm, if we're allowed to, which we may not be if we're not allowed to travel cross-border here in uh, Canada, which we may or may not be, I don't know. It's just stuff that came up already uh, as a potential. And um, and we go from there. Um, I think all of these great big disaster-type weather events and things like that will play, uh, will have a big impact on things happening. The uprisings will probably move out this summer because people are going to go stir-crazy. Uh, more, you know, they seem to be pushing more of a lockdown, more rules. There's police all over the place, at least here, even in this small town, making sure, whatever they're making sure, that, you know, nobody's sort of doing things they're not allowed to do. Um, all of First Nations, from what I understand, uh, Dina was telling me, have have ejected all of the tourists. They're shutting themselves down, shutting themselves off from the rest of the world. It's uh, unfortunate because you'll never you'll never live that down entirely 
and it's not the people, it's the leaders. Like I said, the leaders are out of their minds. They're not leading anybody to, into anything positive. In a state of global emergency, you don't shut yourself off from other people. You've got to get through it together. But they've chosen to isolate. And I'm not sure where the logic came from, but that's what they've done. And it's going to bite them in the ass when this thing blows over and turns out to be uh, fake and is realized by the globe that it is fake. It blows apart the medical community um, integrity. It blows apart the respect and that industry just falls apart. It blows apart uh, tourism uh, for First Nations, and people just won't have that sort of that vibe and respect that uh, they used to have. Uh, I know that it's blown. I grew up with First Nations, and it's kind of it's disturbing because I really wanted to work with First Nations down the road. I mean, that was the thing. They have a culture and a, a focus of spirit that is uh, very close to what I see and what I experience, and. Uh, through channeling and, and different um, experience that I've had, I'm aware that my past life, which many of us would be, were as First Nation uh, people. It's the same with the 144 who reincarnate. Maybe you're not Jewish this time, but we are exactly what we need to be. We've um, we've lived many different lifetimes, experienced many different perspectives in order to drop the fear and to come into compassion and rise up and to be able to be part of the foundation of unity, to see the people that you know you, you sort of gravitate to because of their culture, uh, to see them sort of succumb to the fear of uh, an international governance that uh, would throw them overboard in a heartbeat for any reason, if if uh, if it was needed, you know what I mean, to align with something that does not hold or respect uh, you or your culture is it's a scary but it's not the people it's the leadership so the leadership will is destroying itself it's showing itself to be what it is which is poor leadership a poor example of of unity of community of wisdom of compassion it's proving themselves to be an ego and fear with survival mentality and not part of a future of uh of a globe that operates in harmony what do you want to say so um, there will be, there will also be a sign on the way if you would want to live in that, in this, in that, in this world forever, the natural one, or live in those dimensions, to pick the dimensions whenever you like. And also, when you go into the dimensions, you won't get any diseases or anything like that. Only if you're scared of getting them, then that will happen immediately. What's the sign? There'll be sign along the way. Yeah, there'll be a sign right when you, after staying there for a few months or days, and going there and stuff. There'll be a sign right in front of you saying, "Would you want to live in the natural world forever? Visit us forever. Stay with us forever. Or no? Yes or no? Which one would you pick?" What's the natural world? The natural world is just natural life, where you do get diseases and blah blah blah, unless you're staying. So 3D. Yeah, just 3D, and also there will be 5D, but you'll still have to fight for it, and just like now. How do you fight for it? I don't know. Like drop fear. And. And where, but if you pick the dimension worlds, you could you can stay there forever and not have to fight for anything and relax. Or you could just come and visit by staying in the natural world and visiting that other place you know about. 
Mm-hmm. So, give me your last piece of advice then. That's it, I no think. Okay. <clears throat> so let's call it a day. That was an interesting one. I've never done sort of a recording like that. Um, let's leave it at that. And hopefully I can turn this tablet around without yep. screwing anything up. You can do any color you want, like as a dog or a spoon or anything you want. You can even have rainbow pasta. Rainbow pasta. There you go. So anybody that's making, uh, thinking of starting a new business, there you go. Rainbow pasta. Rainbow seems to be the future. Rainbow warriors. Rainbow trees, rainbow mountains, rainbow rainbows, rainbow across the oh, horizontal that. rainbows and rainbows around the moon, rainbows around the sun. All seems pretty cool. I So I'll talk to you later. Take care, have fun, sending love. Bye. Bye.